I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Now 
Welcome, everybody, to the JP Dub. What you just heard was The Sounds of Hell, a track off the new album by the band Midnight entitled Rebirth by Blasphemy, which is the record I'm currently holding for all you on YouTube watching right now. Check it out. Just came out on Metal Blade Records. Very pumped for this record. Um, And with me on the line right now is the man behind it all, Afner from Midnight. What's going on, brother? Hey, how's it going out there? Oh, man. Computer people. (laughs) Yeah, computer people. Computer gods. What was that? That was a Sabbath deal, Sabbath song, wasn't it? Yeah, 1992. Yeah, I like that record, man. I don't think it gets the love it really deserves. No, that's that's one of the uh, one of one of the best um, reunion comeback albums I think of all time, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I I, I can't disagree with that. That uh, and it was so weird for the time, man. I mean, it's it's a. I mean, we're talking Sabbath, so of course it's going to be heavy. But dude, that album was fucking just really heavy, with the exception of like, uh, what was it? Was Time Machine on that one? Was that the Wayne's World yeah. song? <laughs> yeah, that was the Time Machine. There was two versions of that. There was uh, yeah. the Wayne's World version, and then yeah, the album version. Oh man. yeah, yeah, great record, man. Hell saw yeah, him, saw him on that tour too with uh, Danzig. Oh no shit! Yeah, he, also a huge fan of Danzig here, man. I'm, you've had the chance to play with him, haven't you? Uh, with uh, with Samhain, even better. Oh fuck yeah, I, dude! I, yeah, 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 that was cool. Um, yeah, they, he was uh, wanting us to play, uh, do tours with them for a while, but you know. You know, I never wanted to do tour. Then finally, they had to offer for the Sam Hain, and it was only three or four shows. So I was like, okay, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Be satisfied with one fucking show with those yeah. guys, you know? Oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, I've had the chance to They're see okay. Danzig and uh, the Misfits when they got back together, but Sam Hain, I, I missed them when they came around for Riot Fest. So shame on me. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of Dio, too, man, that's awesome. You caught him back in the day, man. It's another one I'm, I'm, I fucking love Ronnie James Dio, man. Everything, I'm even going back to like Elf, you know. Oh yeah, um, yeah, really good shit, man. I think a lot of people also sleep on that, you know. They'll they'll go with Rainbow or Sabbath, and of course Dio's solo shit. But man, all you people out there listening, get on some Elf. Yeah, yep. With the with his cousin yep. Dave Rock Feinstein in there. Yep. Uh, yeah, I missed Rock. him. Uh, when they came back as heaven and hell, they're around here in Chicagoland and, uh, man, dude, it, it's, it sucks. But to know like how his, his voice still sounded great, even though he was, you know, battling that, what was it? Throat cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I, that, you know, Dio's one of the, one of those guys, you know, I saw ever since I was a kid from the first time I saw him was sacred heart tour. No, I'm hell sorry. Yeah. It was a dream, dream evil tour. Oh yeah. Dream so. <laughs> Fuck yeah! So every 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 tour since then, and you know whether he's with you know Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. and Hell, whatever. But yeah, damn, that was uh, it was great stuff. Yeah, man, it, it was weird growing up. Um, I'm 37, so when I was a little kid, you know, uh, I got into metal pretty much because of Black Sabbath. I mean, I think a lot of people yeah. around my age did. Yeah. You know, Black Sabbath or Kiss. Yeah, yeah. That's the gateway drugs. <laughs> right? The gateway to hell. Um, but man, dude, I and I remember hearing Dio and I liked some of the stuff, but I was as a kid, I just I couldn't grasp the Dio Sabbath thing. And then it like as I got to be like a teenager and you know, out of high school and stuff, it just it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, 
<laughs> it's like the quo butthead. Whoa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dude, it was one of those moments where I put on heaven and hell. It's like, Jesus Christ, this is like one of the best records to me of all time, you know, just out yeah, of any genre. Going beyond that, not even one of the best records, one of the best things of all time. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You know, it, one, of, one of the best things that exists in, in life. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I, I still, that, that shit still gets me fucking pumped, man. Neon Knights and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Both uh, those. I mean, if you put, if you put that and Mob Rules together, at, you know, as a double album, mm-hmm. you know, that's, yeah, that's untouchable. Yeah, I don't think people saw that coming, man. Like, you know, in 1980, you know, Ozzy's gone, and then all of a sudden, Ronnie James steps in, and I think he did the right thing, you know, by not, and I don't think it was ever his intent. You know, they weren't going to copy Ozzy or anything. It, they just became more powerful. They became, I think, their technical ability, they got a little bit faster, you know, a little bit more modern. Yeah, um, a bit more aggressive. I mean, coming after Never Say Die, you know, he had some, I, I've loved that album, I love that, and technical mm-hmm. ecstasy but i mean you had you know little kind of fluffier tunes yeah you know on, 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 those, on those albums yeah but um you know and then to come out yeah just you know out of the gate with neon knights like yeah okay oh dude i've fucking like a, you know they're they're announced there sonically lyrically that that song just fucking it owns my fucking soul dude i love that shit <laughs> <laughs> it really does r.i.p ronnie james man motherfuckers missed you know but hey he's back as a hologram so <laughs> maybe one day we can all be holograms yeah <laughs> probably be better off we're all holograms yeah so getting uh i got acquainted with you guys actually my band handsome prick we shared a bill with you guys at a uh, full terror assault um i had i was four this was a couple years ago now but uh okay yeah yeah in cave rock illinois i had the uh, opportunity i was on the side of the stage when you guys were playing uh, before I left with Johnny B to go drop some acid. Uh, and then it got even better. Um, but man, it was a hell of a show. My, uh, shout out to my drummer, um, bandmate Brad Vanderzee of Handsome Prick and the Pink Machines. Uh, he introduced me to you guys and I was blown away, dude. Uh, I think the first, re- I have all your records now, but, uh, the first one I picked up was, uh, Sweet Death and Ecstasy. And I was just like, Jesus oh, okay. Christ, man. Like it's to me. I mean, you're you're underground, but dude, you got what it takes in your band to like cross over. Like it's, I know there's a the satanic theme and the sex theme, whatever. Fuck all that, you know. I mean, it, it to me that shit doesn't matter. But the music, I mean, you guys got like a Venom Motorhead vibe kind of going. Uh, dude, it's just it's super fucking cool what you guys are doing. And I had to go in your back catalog and do a little bit of digging. I even checked out some of the Boulder stuff, which was pretty cool. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Man, it's just and you guys have been rocking midnight now. Well, you yourself for what since like two thousand three? Yeah, you guys have been going yep. hard in the paint. Yeah, I mean you're the perfect example of hard work paying off. I mean you guys are on Metal Blade now. I mean we can go on for days about the fucking albums that they've released. You know that probably influenced us and all that good shit. You know, oh, yeah, for sure. So tell me, what's it feel like to have uh have your new album out on Metal Blade? How did that come to be? Well, it was, um, you know, they, they kind of, uh, approached me a couple of years ago mm-hmm. about it. And then, but at the time, you know, I've, like that, that's what it was, what it always was for since, uh, since started, it was kind of, uh, I wanted to keep it everything very minimal on purpose. You know, it, that's yeah. why I didn't want to accept a lot of offers to do this, you know, to do that, you know, just kind of, you know, keep the records on hell's head bangers, just yeah. do, you know, fests here and there, you know, no, no big tours. 
but then but then at you know some certain point just said well okay screw it um I, you know put out three or four records or whatever the hell for hell's head bangers you know i've done all this stuff okay it's 15 years down the line all right let's try metal blade you know and like you said i do like a couple of you know one or two of the records they've put out in the past hmm. so <laughs> say that sarcastically of course yeah. but uh uh so you know why not let them you know take them up on their offer though so and uh so far so good hell yeah well it, you know it doesn't hurt to have those guys uh behind you and promoting and now i say you didn't you're saying you didn't want to tour and do all that um i kind of get where you're coming from i've done a couple tours myself and it's a it's kind of a drag i mean it's fun but you know at the same time i'm kind of like a introvert even though i you know i do the fucking media shit and i play in the band and i talk to people but i still don't fucking like them <laughs> which doesn't make sense you figure that out you know um but what was it about touring that kind of i mean it you could Correct me if I'm wrong. That was kind of putting you off. What was it? What What is it about? Uh, what was it? I should say about touring, like early on, that you're like, ah, I don't really want to do that. Um, probably just, just my uh, same thing. Just like my attitude in general of just not wanting to do anything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. One of the things that it was just it was something just not to do. Yeah, I was okay. Well, I don't want to leave the house. I just you know just uh do what i do here and mm. it was just uh kind of a maybe like a uh, just doing something that i wasn't really uh comfortable doing i guess so um finally figured out like okay that maybe i am comfortable doing it right so you just had you just it needs a kick in the ass to do it you know you just like that first push off the off the the uh, side to just to jump in the pool you know, then you find out you realize you you do know how to swim, and you you know that's and it's fun. So <laughs> hell yeah, caught some dock and go into the fire, right? Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, I've seen a lot of videos and interviews with you on like YouTube and shit. Uh, do you got quite the fucking metal collection, man? Uh, what was the first metal record you ever got? Um, you know, I kind of I guess it would start with Van Halen, nineteen eighty four. Nice. Um. And and it just, of course, you know, one thing leads to another. You know, Van Halen turns into Bathory. You know? Yeah, yeah. A little little sip of beer turns into a full blown heroin habit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's kind of where it, where it, where it led. Yeah, I feel the same way, man. It like it it's a natural progression. Like as for me as a kid growing up, I mean, being in the rock and roll and like you know old school hardcore punk, I had. Uh, bands like Nirvana when I was a kid that opened me up to like Black Flag and the Meat Puppets and the Melvins and all that shit. And then mm -hmm. it all, dude, it just, it keeps going. And I think if you're really into the music, it's just this natural progression, you know? And then I started getting into like Cannibal Corpse and, and started getting a little, little more harder than that. And, uh, like Cryptopsy, which is like one of my favorite, to me, that's probably one of the best death metal albums ever recorded was None So Vile. Uh, but yeah, it's dude, it's and then it leads into more shit like that. You know, you get into your your grind. I found that because hey, I, I love punk and I love death metal. And there's this genre out there that is like a amalgam of the two, you know? Yeah. Uh and it's it's just yeah. great when you hit that. Well, that's that's what I was that's kinda like the uh, that was the I don't know maybe the reasoning with with this metal blade thing is just the kind of to infiltrate the the overground, if you will. Yeah. You know, and, and because the same thing, just like you're saying, these there's some certain bands that that just 
open up doors to get you in different stuff and then you know maybe maybe we're a type of that band that can come in from you know years of underground kind of stuff and then maybe get some of these people who who never really knew too much underground stuff or, or weren't into like tank or or, mm-hmm. or or old bands like that but then they hear us and then and and, and then kind of dig deeper and, and discover some some bands that they might not have listened to right you know in the front so some nasty savage yeah of <laughs> course man the first nasty savage or the only nasty savage demo i should say is one of the best things ever too yeah it, it, that's good man like what you're saying i don't there hasn't been enough of that especially in you know the rock guitar driven music scene in quite some time man like we're talking probably at least 20 years because everything's just so damn fucking commercial and it just makes me sick man like either either just like really commercial or just or just not good thought out planned yeah uh uh just fixed to perfection just Mm -hmm. or just or just already mapped out uh, yeah there's no danger of, of like uh you know uh like standard Andy Sneak production or whatever it is, or mm-hmm. you know, sample drums and, and and Kemper guitar amps or whatever the hell, and mm-hmm. you know, just just a lack of just putting a mic in front of a, a guitar amp and playing it, you know, and, and just playing drums and recording the drums and not sampling the drum. Right. So yeah. I mean, you're, you're recording the records. I mean, this is all you, and I mean, I can relate as my drummer uh brad he does the same thing with band uh his side band pink machines and it's like this amalgam of like grind and punk and rock and roll and blues and even some like pop like things that shouldn't fucking go together like you should check them out sometime dude uh he just dropped a new record um i think he does an alicia keys cover <laughs> dude <laughs> but it gets it, it it he grinds it up and it gets fast but he's he's got the vocals you know the pipes where he's getting that soul and shit too man it's very That's good cool. But uh, so you do everything yourself. Uh, take me through like the recording process real quick. Uh, when you go in the studio, you got a home studio, or you go out somewhere in Cleveland and record. I've done. I've done um, the records. Just that you know, I, I myself don't know how to record like the engineering part of it and stuff like that. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm totally dumb about that. But um, you know, the last the last record was with a dude here named Noah Buchanan. Mm-hmm. And then the ones before that was with Dave Johnson, and they're just a, 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 with Dave. It was just in his basement, you know, and uh, just go in there and rec- record how how you would. You know, you'd be bringing some drums and you just hum the song in your head mm-hmm. and play play the drum part. I mean, so once you have the drums, then record the guitar over top of it. You know, I think it's a pretty simple process. Oh yeah, you know the the, the the main thing is just getting the getting those drums in there the way you want them, right? And uh, just remembering how the song goes in your head. So, <laughs> well, it's pretty tight too. I mean, uh, I know of a lot of like I mentioned Brad, and then uh, another one of my homies is uh, Sean from Putrid Pile. Um, it, it's pretty cool the one man gig, you know. But obviously, to perform your music, I mean, you you need band members, you know, and you've. You've had, a, I'm assuming you've went through maybe a plethora of guys throughout the years. I mean, shit, you've been active for, what, 15 plus years now? Something like that? Yeah, I mean, not, not as many as you may think. I mean, there's only been, well, basically two drummers. But this past year, we've had a couple guys fill in mm-hmm. uh, just for a couple of shows because you know, the the usual guy couldn't do it just because he did so many gigs. Right. But there's just, there's basically just been two drummers as far as the live stuff. 
mm-hmm. over the, all the years. And then as guitar players, maybe one, two, three, you know, maybe maybe three or so. So, but you know, but this, you know, Vanek, you know, he's been playing with uh, with us since 2012. So it's been, okay. it's been a while. So he's got tenure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can kind of tell other motherfuckers, like, "Hey, get your shit." Gold watch soon. Yeah. <laughs> nice with a goat on it. Speaking of goats, man, I checked out that uh, that metal injection video where they fucking put you under the gun, made you write a song. Would you have like two hours to do it or some uh, shit? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was cool to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was just like something. Um, you know, they they wanted to do some kind of a, a special or whatever the hell. You know, like usually it's it's like you know uh, a gimmick go out with yeah go out drinking with some guy or whatever at the bar go record shopping with somebody mm-hmm. or, or whatever the hell it is they want to do yeah. so i was like well i'm just going to a recording studio and re- record a tune you know yeah you, you can do that said, yeah why, why the hell not hell yeah so uh it was just uh just going there and, and just uh record a song see what happens you know it wasn't anything like a like a, a test or or <laughs> anything right. like it was just like it was just something to just to uh it's for fun yeah yeah it's something to do so, uh, yeah, rather than, than uh, do something else stupid, you know, you could do something this stupid. Yeah, and I think it's it's something <laughs> unique, too. I mean, it hasn't been done that I know of, you know. Like, it's, it's like I say, it's a cool little gimmick, man. It was it was good for both parties involved. Uh, I'm sure they got a hell of a lot of viewers out of it. You get exposure from it, hopefully more record sales and all that shit. And uh, you got a new tune out of it. When's Are you going to drop that on Bandcamp or anything? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that was that's that's never been even discussed. I don't know. Um, maybe a seven inch. Yeah, maybe that's a that's a good idea. We should do something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's there's got to be a good buzz, you know. After that, I mean, from what I saw, there was a definitely good buzz. Like, oh, check this shit out. It's like, yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me ask you this: What's uh, out of all the records you've put out now? What would you say is your baby, your favorite? They're, they're all they're all the babies, man. I mean, some of them some of them may be a little you know more challenged than others. Mm-hmm. As the babies, you know, they might have they might have they might have a bit of LD learning disabilities, and they might be in prison and jail. And, <laughs> but uh, but they're all they're all the babies, you know. Right. Um, but um, so it's hard to say. It's hard to it's hard to pick them out mm-hmm. uh, as, as my favorite individual one, but. Um, yeah, I know it's a lame answer. That's not the answer you want to hear. Hey, man, I, I just you want to hear, hear an answer. a specific answer of of, uh, of the one. But nah, I like them all, man. Um, if I if I didn't like them, that that would be um, that would just be something that, that I uh, uh, put out for <laughs> for a wrong reason. So. Yeah. Well, I like yeah, that it, too. Everything I've heard uh, in interviews with you, I mean, it's it's all centered. Your music is centered around you, and that's what I think. You know, you got fucking artist integrity. It, it needs to be that way. You know, it's not this fucking manufactured molestation that you get with a lot of fucking, you know, big rock or shit that's just heavily promoted out I like there. That. That's a that's, those are good lyrics there, man. Manufactured molestation. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I, I like you're kind of true to yourself. I mean, not kind of. I mean, you are, and it's it's more about what I gather from you is pleasing yourself with the music you want to hear. And it's like, fuck it. If people like it, they like it. If not, fuck them. I think, I think you have to, it's not like it's, that's what it is. I yeah. Mean, I think that's what, what most people are, are. That's at least that's what I think. I never, I never really knew it as, an, as any other way. Right. 
Well, this- so um, if if you if you don't like a song, then don't mm-hmm. release it. Or you know, uh, if you don't like the way it's coming out, don't record it. Yeah. And I just, I don't think it's like that a lot of days, you know, like I said, with, uh, especially with huge labels behind some people, it's kind of like, Hey, we have this fucking deal. We need this shit out. Let's put it out. Maybe fucking garbage, but whatever, you know, like, yeah, no, that, that's, that sucks. That's, that's, that's stupid. Yeah. Well, the music industry, like I said, dude, it's, it's dipped so much compared to like when we were younger and it was like, I remember like kids growing up wanting to fucking pick up guitars and rock the fuck out and you know, dominate the world. Now it's just not like that. They just want to fucking get on their tablets and phones and think they're the best trap rap artist, whatever the fuck that even is. <laughs> you know, we're living in fucking Everything weird times. It's uh, a one instantaneous results of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I also like yeah. how uh, it's it, your music. I mean, dude, it's it's simple. I mean, it, it, there's no bullshit to it. I mean, it's drum, bass, guitar, vocals, and there's no over technical shit going on there. And it that really kind of reminds me too of like like Misfits, you know, early Misfits. Danzig's like, hey, we just we wanted to make it take it back to the simplicity of the music. Read some good fucking honest songs. And I think that really goes a long way. Uh and dude, like with this new record, I uh, like the last couple tracks are some of my favorite because I think it's a little bit more I hate to say experimental, but it's as opposed to like your your just regular like thrashy stuff. I mean, this has got I love the bass, dude, on the last oh, couple yeah. of tracks, dude. It's fucking it's great, man. I love the way cool. it fucking punches through the mix, man. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah that's uh yeah, it's I mean it's a, there's a certain thing to that. I mean, you want you want to have some songs that just aren't just the standard, you know, deep beat and 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 thrash whatever kind of fast stuff. So yeah, his last couple of tunes maybe have a different different tone to them, I guess, yeah. Yeah, they to me they definitely stand out. Um, Rising Scum too, man. I I really enjoy that. It's it's a lot slower to me. It's almost got like a Samhain esque like riff like vibe to it, man. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's that's that one's cool too. I mean, if a lot of this, a lot of stuff. Like if I told you where like some of the the ideas would stem from or, or whatever, it would it'd be just kind of laughable. So, I mean, that one for example, if you, if you listen to the intro of. Uh, we got the big beat or whatever the hell. Yeah. Or by, by Billy Squire. It's the same, the same exact thing. And that's, and that's, that's what it, it is. So if you listen to uh big beat by Billy Squire, you'll hear rising scum. Hell yeah. I like that, man. So for other than like, uh, I mean, obviously we all know you're a big metal head and shit, but what's some of the other music stuff that you get into, man? I mean, there's, it's, it's all, it's been all over since I was a kid, you know? So, uh, I was one of those, you know, like a weirdo kid that was still listening to, you know, at the at the time I could listen to the Creator or King Crimson, yeah. Bad Company. Uh, so it, you know, it was Hawkwind or something like that. You know, it, you know, it, being a being a teenager and listening to like kind of strange stuff, John Coltrane. You know? Nice, yeah. So it, it, was, it was it was always all over the board, but it's always been through. Uh, heavy metal ears as a picture would say in the band so right. uh, you know listen to always been like a, a metalist but but listen to just shit ton of different type of music and that's what I think uh, that's that's what's I don't know just comes natural to me hell yeah we all love coming naturally right yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's cool man I mean the diversity and I I, 
dude, I really, I love that in people and artists, musicians, just anybody, dude, you got to be open. You can't be closed minded. You know, I think it really affects people in some ways. You know, I mean, I'm much myself. I'm all over the place, dude. I'll fucking go. You know, you brought, I love you brought up John Coltrane. Uh, I play jazz guitar and um, a high school band. Um, Really got into Frank Zappa a lot too, man. He was just a guy who was all over the place and like really didn't give a fuck what people thought. He just he made music for himself, you know, and uh, created this fucking cult like following in doing so. And <laughs> so much fucking music, dude. You know, people talk about like Prince. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, between like yeah, Prince, Neil Young, you know, mm-hmm. Zappa. There's just so much. Uh, <laughs> so many. Speaking of, you, you mentioned King Crimson, too. I think I heard that uh, they're going out with uh, Zappa's band on tour here. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think they, were, uh, they, were just, they, just, they were just here last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, yeah, the set list was pretty good. I mean, they, they did play, they did play some, a lot of stuff. It was mostly 70s stuff. You know, that, they didn't really do much 80s things. Or, like, you know, like I saw him once, I don't know when it was in the nineties at some point, it was just all kind of new material at the time. And, 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 uh, it was okay, but it, I mean, it was, it was cool to hear those guys play and everything, but it was, they weren't just playing songs that I wanted to hear. You know, right. So. so, uh, you getting, uh, what kind of movies you watch? Like your horror dude, comedy. Um, a bit, I mean, a bit of, a bit of both, I guess. I mean, the, the movies are, are still kind of like I guess my musical taste it's still 70s and 80s mostly. yeah oh yeah uh, but but uh, but it's still it's still mostly music for me I'm not like one of the, 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 the huge you know I, I, I kind of just scraped the top of, of all genres you know mm-hmm. so I'm, you know I don't, I don't I'm not like one, like a huge you know kind of, kind of, it's like a thousand VHS stored away yeah obscure like that, but, um, but uh, you know, favorite. I, I think the favorite movies of all time, yeah, you know, Caddyshack, Jerk, and, and uh, Ultimate Revenge. So nice, some good picks <laughs> right there. <laughs> as far as horror goes, what would your what would you say your favorite horror movie is? Uh, as, a, as a kid watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, left a big, uh, big uh, impact on me. Yeah. So that one, that one was good. It's still, I think, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh, Last House on the Left was a weird one to watch. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially as a kid, right? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah uh, well, one one I saw as a kid that still stuck with me was uh, Death Dream. Okay. And that was that was, that was was a weird one. Seeing that, I mean, it's probably not the best movie, but watching it as a kid uh, and, and just seeing the car go along fire and, and the dude being a zombie and stuff uh, coming back from Vietnam was pretty weird. Right. It just, you know, visually stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And dude, going back to Chainsaw Massacre, I mean, that, and Last House on the Left, too, I mean, that's just some raw shit, you know? It's like, it's almost like you're not watching a movie. It's like watching something happen in real life, you know? There's yeah, some real yeah. grit to that stuff, which is kind of lost nowadays. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, those are some of, I mean, when, when my family got a, a, a VCR in the early 80s, probably like 80, 82 or something like that. And, uh, 82, 83, somewhere. And, uh, the first movies that we, we had were Scarface, <laughs> Fast Times, Ridgemont High, and Caddyshack. So, 
I just those were the movies I just watched over and over again. So that yeah, like being a ten year old watching Scarface over and over, yeah, that's does a lot for you too. I think. <laughs> yeah, influences uh, your habits in adulthood, right? What a rush! Oh shit! So you guys got some uh, shows. You know you're coming out uh, here in Chicagoland. I think uh, what is it, March 27th at the Empty Bottle. Yeah, um, yeah looking forward to it. Uh, what's what's some of your favorite places to play, man? Like cities in, in Chicago? Oh, cities. Um, yeah, I mean, it, again, same same with uh, same with uh, the the records released. I mean, as as long as somebody's there to hear it, you know, that I, I, I consider ourselves uh, lucky that someone wants to be there to listen. Right, uh, so right. That's cool. Uh, so I mean, it could be any city. As far as I'm concerned, it's it's uh, it's, you know not really there to uh care about the city as much as i am to care about playing the music so uh there's that but i do like i do like visiting places and eating the certain regional foods oh yeah so i mean chicago's always good for polish and mexican yeah fuck yeah dude it's really any it's dude there's so much you know it's this the cultural diversity in chicago is amazing so you like to me it's one of the best places for any type of food man I mean, oh, you, really? Cool. Yeah, you you want Chinese, you want fucking Vietnamese, you want you know Polish food. Uh, you, of yeah, course, true. you got yeah. There's a big Chinatown there too. Yeah. Yeah, man, your deep dish pizza, Mexican food, man, even like Philly cheesesteaks and all that shit, dude. There's, <laughs> man, you can get real fat in the fucking city. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, I like I I like to uh, thank you again for coming on the show, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I wish you guys the best out on the road. You know, be safe. Rock motherfucking people's socks off. Yeah. And uh, everybody out there listening, make sure you go to metalblade.com or you can hit up Bandcamp or iTunes, Spotify, any of that shit, and pick yourself up a copy of the new Midnight album, Rebirth by Blasphemy. Pick up the whole fucking catalog while you're at it. Yeah, yeah why not? Go yeah. for it. Spend some of them bucks. <laughs> Spend some bucks, you fucks. <laughs> yeah. But do it and do it well. And until next time, we gotta wet em up, wet em up, wet em up. Oh my god, I'm so fucking wet for midnight. For midnight. You gonna do sex to me? <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.